following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello and welcome back to the Next of Kin podcast. I'm your host, Rich, joined by my son, Christian. What up? Good morning, sir. It's Sunday morning. We're a few days late. We had a lot going on this week. Um, big thing is that we'll be announcing my private business that I uh, I'm opening up a production studio, which eventually our podcast will be recorded from there. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're excited about that. It's going to have all kinds of cool things. So we've been doing a lot of work on that, and I'll probably plug that at some point on the podcast. So mm-hmm. if you're a photographer, a video creator, or a podcaster, or you, even you're looking for some space and you're in the western New York area, we'll be talking about that and try to cross-market some of the things we do. So we went and did some cool shopping for that yesterday. We went to like a reclaimed place and mm-hmm. designed our new cool... We can't. I can't wait to show some images of our podcast studio when we first get it done. I think that's going to be the, the, the coolest part of that whole mm-hmm. endeavor. So we got a lot of stuff going on. Episode 49. We're almost coming up on our 50th. Nice. Almost coming up on a year. That's pretty interesting. So this has been fun. So we appreciate everybody's been listening. Um, it's going to be a different different week this week. We're going to be discussing, right? Kind of. We've never really gone. I've gone full on on Star Trek before, but you have. We might have gone full Star Trek before. Like, you're not a Star Trek. No, you're not a tr- Star Trek person. You're not Trekkie. You're Trekker. No, I don't know anything about the lore. You don't know the yeah. You're I think not... that's the best indication of whether I'm I'm into something or not is do I know everything about it? Or right. Not. So because if I like something that I know basically not everything, but I know a lot about it. Right. And I don't know a lot about Star Trek. Well, like I recently I appeared on a, another podcast. Uh, these guys don't know shit. Um, and uh, as the Star Trek expert for them, and uh, I'm not. I, People always kind of make fun of me about that, but it's, um, I'm not a, I don't like how a costume, I don't go to conventions, you know, I don't, I don't, and there's nothing wrong with that, because people who wear, you know, soccer jerseys like us, like, we don't make fun of them, like, you know, (laughs) it's the same, in my mind, it's a, it's a type of fandom, you know, if you're wearing a Josh Allen jersey, you're, you're a fan, you know, so I don't care if you dress up like Captain Kirk and go to a thing and ask him questions, um, I just don't do that, and, um, I don't read the books, so I'm not. I don't know the the non-canon stuff. I know the shows. I know the shows. I know the movies, and even the shows I don't like, I watch. But we're going to be talking a lot about Picard today because you've kind of gotten into Picard, like, and you've always liked Deep Space Nine too. I like Deep Space Nine. I like a lot of the characters of Next Generation and certain like movies and right. seasons of Next Generation. So, so we're and gonna, I like Patrick right. Stewart. So. We're going to really get into Picard today a little bit because uh, Christian watched uh, a couple key episodes for Deep Space Nine oh, yeah, that, watched, yeah, that kind of are not a direct tie-in, yeah. but I think they're a, a important yeah, nod. Week I watched the first, what, three episodes? You watched the first three. Season so. two, and then I watched those two episodes right. of Space Nine, which kind of tie in to uh, the season. Right, and we'll talk about the Miss Marvels uh, trailer a little uh, bit. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, Ms. Ms. I'm Ms. sorry, Marvel, so yeah. I got the two shows confused. And <laughs> then, um, but let's get into the news. So, I'm going to start with Amazon has bought MGM for $8.5 billion. What does MGM even own? Um, James Bond. Do they? 
Yeah. Uh, was, didn't they already have access to this? Yeah, but now they, they brought, like fully I think, take I think this now. is the full takeover. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think that this is the full takeover. Obviously, MGM also owns a lot of property, yeah. like properties in terms of a lot of the old, uh, a lot of the old movies and stuff like that. Were a lot of MGM stuff. So there's a don't lot they of own them. a lot of like those hotels, aren't they? Like, like under the MGM like branch. The MGM, like there is a there is a like partnership a, in Vegas that they own some would hotels that be, like, and the stuff. Same, like uh, I don't, that, or like it's probably not like. The I don't know if the MGM. It might just be. Like they the could be naming rights. Yeah. I, I think this is all studio related. Stuff. I would imagine, yeah. And all their and, and all their uh, their catalog. So you yeah. know, Gene Kelly movies and things. Yeah, like MGM that. MGM Holdings, was, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Right. So it's not. It's and obviously any other. Obviously, the MGM has other properties too. But yeah. um, the main one we all know is James Bond, and that's already been announced. But that's exciting. I mean, I think. I I I think Amazon does a nice job with things. Obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of the shows that they. I, I think they're looking to continue to expand and they're they're not saying we're just we're not going to just put it on streaming we're, we understand the importance of movie theaters mm-hmm. yeah. so um they're going to keep going with movie theaters and then stuff that doesn't belong in movie theater they'll just stream which is wait direct to video is a thing you know what 10 years 20 years ago 30 years ago it still kind of is so not that much that's all amazon is direct to video mm-hmm. stuff that's not good enough for when they do a movie of course, yeah. direct to amazon um uh, supposedly Disney is reporting that a Daredevil series is in development. Didn't they report this every other week? Though? This is every other week we report this, yes. This is... <laughs> I saw this in the doc. I'm like, don't we, don't we say yes, this I like just like, weeks I, I just got to keep Daredevil in the, in the hope, mix. Yeah. In, yeah, in the hope, like, you know. Uh, I mean, it, it is one, it is like one of the most watched ever shows on Netflix. Yes. So, so why are you wasting time? Get this so like, done. It's certainly, like, get it's her not done. Like it's not going to get views or right. like it's not like or having him back wouldn't mean like have a stupid amount of fanfare. Like it was one of the, it literally like was one of the most watched things ever on Netflix. Yeah. So it's one be- of Netflix's best shows, to be honest. I so. think so. Um, Christopher Lloyd is joining the Mandalorian. Season three. season three. Yeah, no idea who he's playing, but um, he's not playing Doc Brown. They didn't Brown. really say who he's playing, right? He's not playing Doc Brown or uh, oh, no shit, or the or the Klingon that Captain Kirk killed in Star Trek Three. <laughs> yeah, great. Or Reverend Jim, Reverend Jim from how Taxi. Chris, how old is Christopher Lloyd? Even? Yeah, 40, 403, 30 years old. He but is. he has time travel abilities, so he's probably not as old as you realize. Well, you never knew even know what age he was back in. The no, back he's just one of those guys that so, seemed like he was always back in old. the future. Is like that was like the John okay, Mulaney. He thing. was he's either on, forty or eighty. He we was don't on. Know. I mean, we could Google <laughs> it, but it's kind of more fun not to do that. But uh, he he was it. He's eighty three. Okay, he's eighty three. Which is <laughs> about what he was on Taxi, which is a really very uh, I a great a great sitcom from the seventies, oh, playing Reverend Jim. And he was basically a, you know, a drug, you know, drugged out guy that wanted to be a cab driver. And, and um, he had done a one off episode where he married uh, the illegal immigrant that they had on the show, uh, essentially Latka. And um, then they kept him around because he was such a popular character that they made him a regular. And uh, that's kind of how Christopher Love got his start. And then from there he did. Uh, Back to the Future, obviously, mm-hmm. he did uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which he's just terrifying in that. Is for for a kid's movie, he's pretty terrifying yeah, he's, in that. Uh, he's the villain, right? Yeah, he's the villain. He's the guy who wants to bring to tear down Toontown, and then he did Star Trek Three, and <laughs> so he's been he's been in a million things yeah. and um, a Clue and nice just career. yeah. It's funny because there's another Christopher Lloyd that's a like the movie that's a TV producer mm-hmm. and p- his name comes up a lot of times in shows and people oh, think he's a producer but it's a different Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Christopher Lloyd's a great actor. He's obviously been involved in tons of different fandom. Um, obviously, the most famous for most yeah. of us is is you know uh, Back to the Future. Um, 
So good for him. I mean, why not? So uh, I'm going to skip that one and come back to it because when we talk about Star Trek a little bit, um, apparently Samuel Jackson wants back in as Mace Wind. I don't really care, bro. (laughs) It's like, I'm not going to lie. He was fine. What? He fell into a moving car. And he was fine. If, if like, do you, I would he was only nursed be back to fine help. with it. Like, if it, like, first off, you then you have to bring Vader back again. Yes. It's like it's like when they brought Maul back. Right. Where like the like where it was, I was really really good. They brought Maul back, but it slightly undercut like Obi Wan killing him. I guess. Right. Um. But like in the end, you know that like okay, like Obi Wan's got to do it again. Right. So like so like okay, then Anakin, you have to bring Anakin back again. So you already brought Hayden Christensen back for like. For, right. for Obi-Wan. So that means, like, I would only be satisfied with it because Mace Windu has to die at the end of it. Yeah. And, it and I wouldn't be okay with it unless it was, like... We already saw him die. Pretty immediately after... Right. Like, the, the like after, like, episode three. Yeah, it can't be, like, like it can't 20 be years like five later. years in. It can't be 17 hiding. years later. No, like, this right. would have to be, like, Mace Windu was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go, like, guns to the wall and then, like... Just, Try to save the day. Yeah, and let him have, like, a... Let Mace Windu go, like... Have a Mace better death. an aggressive... Yeah. More aggressive Jedi. Right. He's not gonna, like, do what Obi-Wan did and go, like, into hiding. Right. Like, and he's powerful enough that he might just take it to the Empire and maybe we get a couple episodes of him just going ham and then, right. like, of some really good fights between, like, Vader or an Inquisitor. Right and stuff like you could do it very well right. but in the end at the end of the day Vader would have to kill him again right. and I would only like it with if it was within like a, maybe even like weeks right. of the of it like would have episode. to be I agree with like that very a lot. early Vader yeah. like yes. on one more test of like they he thought he killed him and now like he has to like fully do it and like maybe that you could watch like right. a Vader who is still a bit more He's not completely gone yet, and it's not so cut and dry like it is at the end of episode three, where it's like, oh, I'm Vader now. It's right. like, no, now you have an episode where it's you have Hayden Christensen in, like, maybe the Vader suit, struggling a bit, and maybe there's still, like, just a little spark still, right. and he has to kill Windu. And right. then he has Windu and his aggressive mantra, Jeez. and Windu who represents You put a lot every, of thought into this. It, like, you could even, I just thought of this in the spot. Well, really. even better. But, like, you, this would be the only context of the show I'd be okay Kevin with. Feige, if you're listening, you should hire Kevin Feige's Marvel. Right, well, <laughs> we hire him for Marvel. Then. <laughs> what did they I already, say? They already did. Oh, let's see. They already did. <laughs> Ten years ago. Okay. Actually, fourteen years ago they did. Right. So, well, hire him anyway. But yeah, that'd be the context I would see, and because like Windu would represent like the Jedi that he like didn't yeah. like the the one that he got manipulated into like thinking was bad, right. and it was Windu was like the center of that, and Windu always gave him a hard time and was like his main like antagonistic figure within like the yeah. Jedi Order. Like so even throughout the Clone Wars, they established that there's a lot he's of tension between the two of them anyway. He's a jerk. Windu's a bit of a jerk. Well, Windu so, is a bit of a jerk because he and does, he's a bit militaristic. He never, yeah, because even what I know from Clone Wars, he mm-hmm. didn't. He never wants. Anakin. He has compassion. Like we see a lot of compassion yeah. from Windu like in the Clone Wars as well especially to like his clones and to like civilians He's as well. He's ambivalent into to the Twi'leks yeah, and, when and, one episode. Yeah and you know what the part of the problem I think one of the things that Windu Twins, also represents yeah. he represents that um, oh I'm a Jedi like kind of quality to yeah. him that I'm this and I'm and he's one of the guys I can't believe that, that this happened and you know yeah because you weren't paying attention because you were too impressed with but your, also they, your he level was talking about like removing the Chancellor right he like did, even though they, was, they didn't know right. anything about the like about the dark the dark side stuff they just thought that he was like corrupt so they're like all right we're gonna remove him like why not we'll be in charge for a bit and he seemed to kind of like that idea yeah he kind of liked it he was like if that was in like he had the he, I think he relished that they were like kind of in charge of the military, right. and like that. And, yeah, like, he kind of liked that aspect of it. He definitely, his character definitely mm-hmm. did. Not, not. And, and to be fair, Palpatine was way past his term, right? But, 
by that point, but he's Putin, baby. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Andor is going to come out after Obi Wan, but before Mando three. Didn't we know this? They said they made it sound like it was going to be a big announcement. That's why I brought this up. It's like big announcement, release date, and then it was like it's a vague time. That's not a release date. That's yeah. a, <laughs> I hate those articles where you, you <laughs> click it and you're like, this is the same information I read a month ago. Like knew that. Yeah, this is not this is not something that. new. Why are they? Why it won't they, be this summer? Oh, like, reposting the same articles. Actually, um, I don't even know because yeah. Bad Batch isn't coming out on the because a lot of shit got delayed. Like right. Bad Batch isn't coming out on. On the on the whatever May the fourth or whatever, uh, like it's not like oh no, I don't know you're it's right. not coming out that day anymore apparently. So which okay. I'm all right if you're not rushing it then cool like that's fine. I'd rather not. Yeah, but it not came, we needed it. to come out on the on Star Wars day. <laughs> so uh, but Obi Wan's at the end of that month anyway, so maybe right. it should maybe they're going to save it for after Obi Wan. I think they're like, trying. Disney's trying to be careful not to have like too many things coming out the same oh, time. Not cause... really because like what they're because di- uh, we've had a little bit of a Marvel lull now. There's nothing for the first right time now. in a while we've right. had a, like a Marvel. There's really lull. nothing at the moment. We've gone like what was the last Marvel thing? Hawkeye. Um. Yeah. And that was in like the end of December. So we're, like by the time well, we... we do get the next Marvel right. thing, it will be like uh. It'll be Moon Knight at the end of this month, right? But uh, so that'll be like four months, which or like three or four months, which have been the longest. Like, but we didn't have, we started. didn't really have much of anything. I mean, we had, yeah. But Marvel c- kicks into overdrive in May, right? As well, because they release, uh, I think Doctor Strange first. There's a bunch of then stuff coming out. Then right. Miss Marvel comes out dead centered in the middle of them, correct? And then uh, Thor's right after that, right? I think, yeah. Then, then Black Panther at the end of the year, right? And then whatever else. I who knows when. Uh, Hulk and some stuff keeps, Hulk and some other stuff. There's like so that many. I think there's. I think they're. I think they're, they're still saving been, a couple things for the end of the year. Right. Too, I, I think, feel like so. there's also some delays and some rescheduling because then you keep seeing things like what's the other show like Invasion. Secret Invasion. I, they keep hearing stories that I keep seeing weird reports that that might get delayed again and you know. Um, yeah, maybe. You know, but also, nothing there's a weird thing. There's another story. There's a comic also called Secret Invasion. Oh, that's I see. To that's be the thing. Like, I wish they at the same time right now. But then they just, they just, I think it's, uh, they just canceled it or something. Right. And they said we were in a release. I hate when they later. do that. So I got confused when I was reading yeah. that earlier. But it was you the know the comic. Fu- you know where that yeah. happens a lot too is in Doctor Who because yeah. they'll always announce like, oh, David Tennant's back, and then you find mm-hmm. out it's for like an audio novel. <laughs> it's like because oh, there's because yeah. there's a lot of Doctor Who audio novels, and they'll say Eggleston's back, and I'm like, oh, it's stupid. It's a con. It's the stupid, you know, yeah, audiobook yeah. thing. It's not like fully back. Yeah. It's not like with the back that you Doctor Who claim, fans like try to claim that that's all canon. And I'm like, it's not canon. You know, like, it's just, it's just, they're fun to listen to because they use a lot of the real I mean, actors. they're just fine if you want to use it in your own little head canon. It, like, it's just fun canon and... because you get to hear David Tennant do a Doctor, you know, Doctor Who voice. Yeah. So the rumor, there's a stupid rumor moving, uh, floating around that, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, I totally blocked him out. Uh, Hugh, Lord, Hugh. Hugh Grant is the next actor. That's a that's a stupid rumor that's floating around. I know who you granted. Yeah, he's a that's he's actually, he's the he stuttering would... actor. He stutters a lot, like not stutters. Oh, Hugh, oh, that's not who I thought. That was. Uh, oh, oh, he's big on that. Like he's big. he was huge in like two thousand. Hmm. He's still obviously a very good actor, very very well known. But I feel like he's if he was a obviously here's my problem with Hugh Grant and that general mindset. Um, I think he's too popular. Um, I'm not saying that he's really popular as an actor, but he's still a very popular guy. He was married to Elizabeth Hurley and a bunch. He, he was yeah. he was hot, very mainstream, and I don't know if that's good for Doctor I don't think Who. They're gonna no. I really don't think they're but gonna. He's 61. I the the article gonna... the article that I read, 
So Doctor Who, Daily Mail and Mirror, I right. wouldn't. Those are neither of those are reliable right. sources. When I, I'm it comes not. To like, I'm not putting credence to the specific article. I, the, the rumor floating around in general with Doctor Who is they want to go epic and they want to go like Marvel. And and the the comparison to Marvel is they feel like the next Doctor has to be like. Robert Downey, like they, they need like a big name and they feel like that's how they bring it. That that's the rumor floating around in the industry that if they went there with a big someone name, right, though, like, I, to I'm do not, it. Like, I'm not be, saying you it's too grand do that. Like right. you can do that. But right. like, and if you want to like finally just put all this money into Doctor Who right. and like give it to, to a someone like a like, like to a, a Hugh Grant type character actor. Right. I'm not saying him necessarily. I'm not saying I'm saying like if that was someone that's got a name, that's got a name brand. I'm not saying it's like, too great. I'm just saying in general the concept of, of an established actor as opposed to going to the – I think they're nervous about going to another young actor or relatively unknown. I mean we all knew Capaldi was because he's – you know, he was in the thick of it and stuff like yeah. that. And he was almost – actually, I told you that yesterday. He was actually almost Captain Cisco in Deep Space Nine in 1994. Yeah. Um, but – Again, he's an English actor that people know. They what they're trying to think of a worldwide. I mean, I don't know if that's the true the truth, but that's the Grant, rumor. Is Hugh Grant even like I've noted like I've you haven't seen him in anything in a I've long time. I've never seen anything. I mean, he does a lot of stuff that then maybe my a, generation like, might like, know. That's the the, right. the the thing. If that's like the idea, then it wouldn't be a guy who hasn't done anything in fifteen years. Like right. that's not the. Like that's not it. Like, I I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that that's make a lot of sense. I I. I and then, and then they'll th- like they have not. And also, like the roof, their ratings went down when they when last time they hired a six year old guy. So why would like suddenly hire right. a slightly more I think well known six year old? The theory guy? is that well, like, the theory is that they want name brand because they feel that would attract uh, people. But the problem brand. is if you don't attract, if you if it's not good, yeah. and I think I think they're going to be, I think it's going to be good. I'm probably a more knowledgeable Doctor Who fan and like more clued in most things that I don't know who Hugh Grant is. Right. So right. like I'm like it doesn't matter. He's a bigger like he's a bigger like, celebrity. And you need my England. generation. So I would care. agree with that. So, I would, I like, would so agree get with him that. out of there. Yeah. Not I, even close. Right. Well, I, again, you, you you're quoting the article of the the source of the article, but I do think that that is something that they're. I'm sure. I'm sure they're not like. Well, we can decide. And I don't think it's been cast. Um, no, but I doubt it. They're, if they're going to cast it, it could be. I think if they've casted it, they're going to keep it co- completely under wraps until the next as close to her regeneration as possible. I don't think that they filmed a regeneration scene with the new actor. No, I think they just like filled it in enough where he can like right. pop in after. And I and feel like they the wanted. Later. I don't. I don't feel like they even trust that generation, that that showrunner or any of his staff, because no. he moved. He moved production completely out of the facilities where she was, where that stuff was being done. They went mm-hmm. back to Wales. They went back to Wales where all the stuff that he did before. So oh, theoretically, really? a lot of the Wales stuff is going to be back. A lot of those, mm-hmm. like we can see the diner again and stuff like that because it's all right there. So they reversed all that guy's decisions. They're pretty much, yeah, they pretty much said, yeah, we're going to forget about everything that guy ever did. So nice, um, it completely, un- I don't know why we need this, but uh, on uh, the Star Trek universe, they've uh, casted Paul Wesley as a young James Kirk. He's from... Bitten oh, yeah. or one of those. Okay, does he look like him? Uh, no. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, doesn't look anything like a young William Shatner, but that's fine. I, looks aren't important, I guess, suppose. Um, and, well, well, but William Shatner said, good luck. I don't know what that means. <laughs> good luck. Mm-hmm. He could have been like, well, good luck playing me, or it could have been, good luck. I hope you yeah. do well. I, we don't know the context of the good luck. I don't know why we need this. I feel like... I just wanted uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, uh, which is the Captain Pike show that's coming out, which is looking like it's going to be pretty good from everything I've seen. They had a cool trailer. Um, 
I don't need Captain Kirk. I don't need Lieutenant Kirk on it because it would not be Captain Kirk. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to do something with the Farragut or one of the other early, uh, you know, canon Captain Kirk stories or young Kirk stories that we know. I mean, you knew this was going to happen. But why? Dude, so what we can you have, think was going to happen? I just don't. But they're like the most that's why per- character kind and, of. Like, yeah, so but they, like, they, of course they were going to like do that. I know, they did it with Spock. Why wouldn't they do it with him? I, well, and then and it wasn't well received. Yeah, but they, they don't seem to care. So I, I guess they feel like they've got to set up the next Enterprise or Captain Kirk show. Um, but why? Just leave it alone. Like there, there's so many. Look what Picard's doing. We're gonna get to that in a second. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things. All right, you got some. You got a couple things. Go ahead. Do I? I we have it. You've written there. I have one thing. I think. Well, okay, uh, that, you, that you added that I deleted. Yeah, you tried to delete immediately. <laughs> you never, me. you never use. You haven't added to the Google Docs. Well, well, okay, episode well, like, two. why would you be like, oh, look at these words that I didn't type? Because I'm so, an old like, crazy man that occasionally, you know, butt dials people. So I thought maybe I like copied and pasted something in my clipboard by mistake. Because nothing ever gets added to this besides me. But anyways, go ahead. All right. Well. Okay, this is like older too. This is like ten days old. But uh, Deadpool three's director got announced, which I was just happy that like anything Deadpool three related got announced. Like because like that means that there's actually they're actually moving with it. I don't think they're they said they're not in a film this year, but maybe next year they get the film. Okay. but either way, it's, the new director is going to be Sean Levy, uh, I think, or Levy Levy. I'm not sure. I think it's Levy. Um, and he did Free Guy, which was like right. that uh movie Ryan Reynolds did, where he was like an NPC right. in like a video game. Right. Uh, and then he did like the Adam Project, which I think they got literally like back to back, like really close together, uh, releases. And Ryan Reynolds was in that as well. I think like Ryan Reynolds plays like a uh, older version of the kid, essentially that's in it. Oh, okay. And I've heard good things about that. Like, I've seen a couple good reviews of people really liking that and saying uh-huh. it was really fun. So, uh, but yeah, but I think he obviously got that from working with Ryan Reynolds, who obviously gave him a lot of, uh, I would assume, like, Ryan well, Reynolds must, usually yeah. is pretty involved in picking the director um, for these movies. Because he's a big, big producer. He's obviously really involved in the creative process for these films. Right. I assume it's not any different at Marvel. I'm assuming Marvel aren't going to stifle what's going on over there too much. Kevin Feige's pretty, like, on the nose with that kind of stuff. I'm sure there's a couple, like... I'm sure it's not going to be quite as edgy, I imagine. But we'll see. Maybe maybe, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe we'll we'll get stuff. I mean, again, again, neither of those two films are, like, really, like, rated R or anything like that, which the right. Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R. Um, but the action, in at least in Free Guy, was pretty unique and, like, pretty chaotic in, at some points. So that fits the Deadpool brand. And I haven't seen the Adam Project yet, but I want to, so okay. maybe we should we should probably watch that. Just to Yeah, I mean I heard it was I, I heard different things on that, but I lately I've I've almost not watched a yeah. lot of I just been too busy. Oh, he's directed a lot of uh like eight like eight or nine like Stranger Things yeah. episodes as well. Right. Like that's his like kind of big thing. Yeah, I just haven't seen too much of him of of some other stuff lately and I just kinda I did uh, start to watch on HBO uh Our Flag Means Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is Taika Waititi's uh, take on pirates, yeah. uh, and it's pretty good. It's not as good as it's not as good as the, uh, it's not as good as what we do in the shadows, um, 
but it is pretty funny and it's early and I got to give it a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, the, the actor Hodor is in it, which is great. Oh, um, yeah, the actor Hodor, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's very non sequitur humor. It's very much like guys talking about their feelings yeah. and sharing, you know, after they have a pirating experience, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and he's the actor who's playing the pirate. I forget the actor's name. This guy, he's like a, he's an aristocrat that's just sick of his life. So he decides to become a pirate, mm-hmm. but Psycho Watiti is playing Blackbeard. So that's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. That's just gonna be great. That's just gonna be great. And we've kind of seen him, but it's almost been like over the shoulder. Like, Uh, but you know it's him. You just you you just know know it's him. Like, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so that (laughs) might save it right there because because you know. But um, yeah, it's gonna be nuts. So I mean, but but it's it is funny and um. They do a lot. They do a lot of again that non sequitur humor, like you know, people that are natives on an island just talking like regular people, and, yeah. and you know, shaking their heads and kind of like the way we do in modern time, like that that Chidi kind of humor, and um, and it's fun to watch. So it's not that it's bad. He's or like anything. a woke pirate. Like, yeah, they're, like, they're, like, they're, like, kind yeah. Of what like, like we have to. Why did why he wants to be the gentleman pirate? Is what yeah, he wants to be. Like he wants to not. Why do we have to kill? Why can't we just can we just be nice pirates? Like type of thing. So that's kind of his goofy thing. So yeah. um, it's not bad i check it out it's it's got it's it's a it's a it's a weird sense of uh you gotta have it's not gonna be for everyone but all right so do you want to do uh picard right now we'll come back to the trailer uh, the Uh, which one do you want to do first let's do picard okay let's get right into picard so uh patrick stewart is back as uh, admiral picard in season two of star trek picard um and uh you know it's it's really good i think it's the best star trek since I'm going to just say Deep Space Nine or maybe parts of Enterprise. I, I, a lot of people hate Enterprise, so I'll yeah. I'll go with it's definitely better than ninety percent of Voyager. Of, is Enterprise? Uh, that's Enterprise a, is the Scott Bakula show. Scott, yeah, that's the guy from NCS yeah. New Orleans. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen a little bit of that. I've never late. been overly uh, wowed, but I liked Enterprise a lot. It wasn't as good as Deep Space Nine, but yeah. I liked what they were trying to do. I love Deep Space um, Nine, though. I've seen a lot of Deep Space Nine. Uh, to me, I think thing. it's the best show since Deep Space Nine. Though yeah. it's probably even, it's definitely even better than Enterprise. Well, Deep Space um, Nine, like, and not, I don't, not I don't, invented, but yeah. Deep, Deep Space Nine, like, kind of popularized, like, uh, not like the, the, the kind of the change in Star Trek. From right. most of Star Trek is very, uh, like, one episode at a time. Yeah. But Deep Space had, like, what, like, four seasons at the end, which were basically all one big so narrative. So, Deep like, Space Nine went out of its way. So, the, the funny thing about Deep Space Nine is that the the people that were running Next Generation were, like, treated Deep Space Nine like they were, like, the, you know, the stepbrother. The spinoff little show. Like. Yeah, and they, they, and they didn't like what the, the producers from Deep Space Nine would do. They were they loved Voyager because Voyager was the huggy-feely, you know, uh, yeah. Deep Next Generation. And, again, I'm not criticizing Next Generation as much as Voyager. Next Generation But it's Deep Space Nine life. wanted to do something different. And then they decided early on that they wanted to tackle war. And so they did the Dominion War, which wasn't done in one episode or two episodes or a season ending arc. Like they take on the, you know, like on Next Generation, you take on the Borg in one episode and then you'd finish it the next episode where the, yeah. the Dominion War was like five years. Yeah. Like it's and obviously and you, and you have a mixture of yeah. like them being directly involved in war to them just being like basically like uh, kind PTSD of a, to them just kind of being at an outpost that's very yes. close to and, the and, and having to the war. Right. Like, and, they, and having to react to like casualty reports and so a lot of episodes centered around the war but they also because they were episodic they could do they could do one-offs mm-hmm. and i feel like streaming shows have lost the capacity to do the one-offs without being criticized um but i think that deep space nine found the great balance between 
having one-offs, you know, a a funny episode with Quark or something, but then they could turn it around and come back with an episode uh, that was really, really, really important in in, in the context of the war. And they really were able to tackle how characters changed and they had all kind of secondary characters. And um, they had a lot of, they they always had a lot of episodes that did not, that they couldn't be fit into one story. So they would spread it out. So, um, so yeah, a lot of the modern streaming that we watch, I think, uh, really kind of doesn't owe itself, but it started with shows like Lost and Deep Space Nine mm-hmm. back in the back in the nineties. Um, although Lost Lost is later, but Lost is two thousand. But yeah. I mean, that's when shows started to do that. But I yeah. think some of the Lost those, really popularized. I think that style of like right. But Lost had to get it from somewhere before that. But some, but there's big, but the right. obvious thing, but like always before like that big show. There's always little right. things. Well, that... I mean, you go back to the seventies. There was miniseries, and they, they well, were, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so that was kind of a thing anyway. But <clears throat> no, it's not like it never, that type of show never was never existed. done. But no, Deep course. Space Nine was the first show that said, "No, we're going to do a show where it's not going to be over." And, and they like shifted like halfway right. through the show from being like a yeah. bit more classic Star Trek to the bit right. more overarching like and, and so they had their little mini right. like one off episodes in the middle of that as well right but, so in my mind a lot of people felt that there were a lot of nods in the first scene of Picard to Next Generation which made a lot of sense and there was even some Voyager ones there wasn't a lot of nods to Deep Space Nine just to, one point we saw like you know Cisco's wife's company's like logo somewhere we saw Quark's bar at some point like not the actual bar but like <clears throat> like his bar had been franchised like Applebee's type of thing throughout the universe so we saw like a Quark's bar logo and that was really but there wasn't really a lot um on deep space on on discovery there is a USS Nog which is the the Ferengi the first after, Ferengi yeah. that enters the academy um which is great and we all went nuts for that um but this show this season of Picard is really um, yeah, I don't know. This it's not a direct. Space, let's get to gives per- Deep Space Nine like it's going to start giving Deep Space Nine the credit it deserves within the Star Trek universe because nowadays I think if people were to rank it, I think Deep Space Nine would come in first. But if you take it's the nostalgia effect out of it, if you take the nostalgia out of the original series and and Next Generation and Picard and the Borg and all that stuff, um. I think if you just look at quality storytelling, I think you'd have to say it's Deep Space Nine out of all the shows, including Discovery and all these other new ones and the movies. I think Deep Space Nine does it best. So anyways, in this season of Picard, it's it's it's, you know, Picard's back. He's back on the he's back. He's making wine. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, all the characters from the first season are back, which is great. And they've all kind of moved up yeah, within. They've you know, gone clean or established themselves. They, right. They, they, they're they're like, kind of gone straight, so to speak. And um, <clears throat> all solo seven of nine is still like. Seven of nine's kind of doing her own thing. thing, but she's kind of got she Rios's ship. ship. And yeah. she's just badass. Rios, yeah. That was a real smart casting bringing Jerry Ryan back because she's really, really good. Yeah. And she's really evolved the and character. She's got a big quite role well. this season. Which yes. She wasn't as big of a role last season. She was kind of more. Side. She came in in the middle of the season. Yeah, now she's like one of the probably the second most. Yes. Second or third most important character. And, and she has evolved the character quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the season There's so <clears throat> much going on. It, like, there really is. Every, so like... we can't cover the whole thing, but the, I want to just set up the premise of the yeah. show is that he, um, that the guy was essentially like the new badass Captain Rios. 
who's now a Federation captain, and his ship is the Stargazer, which is the first ship that Picard, it's not the same ship, but it's named <laughs> after the first ship the that Picard, Picard yeah. so that's a nod to Next Generation. And it, it looks a lot like the original Stargazer. Yeah, it has the four... Uh, the four nacelles and everything, and, and, whatever, yeah. and there's a lot of nods, there's, you know, there's a trill, you know, and a Bajoran on the ship is the officer, you don't really meet them, but mm-hmm. they're there. But anyway, um, they come across an anomaly, and, and Seven and Nine comes across the same anomaly, and, and it's like someone's trying to come through like a vortex of some sort that's always big yada yada the science it turns out that they want to talk to picard so picard gets forced back in he does give a speech at the graduation he's still an admiral he's still an admiral he's retired kind of more of like now he has to actively get back into duty because he's got to go and see why these people are asking for him it turns out it's the borg and um you know, basically what happens is, is you know, this is how they're they asking for, like, to join they, Starfleet. They want to join Starfleet. But it seems weird because they try to take over the fleet by assimilating the new ship. Um, and they have a good they're reason. Because they have all these Borg components. In they them. started to use Borg technology. Which sounds within, stupid as hell. Which but... sounds like a bad idea. Right. And and Jerry, you know, 7 to 9 warned them against that. Um, so basically he has to destroy the ship. He has to do the traditional Star Trek trope of, you know... Uh, you know, blow up the ship thing. You know, the, um, what is it? I forget what the term that he used to see, you know, like, you know, it, it gives us code, which is the big Star Trek thing going back to the original series yeah. and, and auto-destruct, the auto-destruct sequence, and they yeah. blow the ship up. And all of a sudden, Picard's back at his chateau, hit his chateau in France, and it's different. And he's wearing this a completely different uniform, and he just sees the things different. And then all of a sudden, we all knew he was coming, mm-hmm. Q's back. And, and I'll give... John Delancey a lot of credit because he has recaptured the exact flavor of Q exactly. Although without, a bit more, just bit he's edgy edge to it though. He's edgy and the, and Picard seems to think there's something wrong with him, but that's how it starts. And um and it's even how they yada yada the the time aspect of it when you first see him they they used obviously footage from the original series and just mm-hmm. kind of like put his face on. Yeah, and and he it said, "Oh, good, he got you got old. Seamless. Let me catch up." And he snaps his fingers, and then he looks. Now he's yeah. appropriately. Although aged. they just did it for three seconds, so they probably just put a ton of money just in that little. Yeah, like, four or seconds or they literally know. just chroma keyed out something yeah, from they're, they're from the original si- from the next generation. Now. And they, oh man, man, Capitan, and he's back, but he's edgy. And in Next Generation, the theme was the trial of humanity by the Q Continuum. Was mm-hmm. that you're always going to be on trial, and they even end Next Generation with the trial never ends, and they come back with, "Ah, my Capitan, I told you the trial never ends." And now they're now they're like, the Q Continuum seems to be pissed at Picard, yeah, for something. And uh, but because Picard blows the ship up and everything, um, they send him back within time, and now he's so now we're back to the great Star Trek concept of time travel and going back and fix mistakes in time, and mm-hmm. and and and. To kind of get to the to the point of it now, Picard's got to travel back in time to Los Angeles, twenty twenty four, and that's kind of where the show is up at this point. Now well, they end up in the alternate, yes, like the alternate. Well, not an alternate. This is but... not alternate. This is not an alternate universe. This isn't the mirror universe. It's not mirror. It's, it's this a, is this is an this is an a history. This is history got changed by one by by said, something that we think that Q did. Yeah, and we think that's something that Q did, and and I think it's a weird way to get Picard. To face something which we don't know, quite. it's going to have something to do with his mother. We don't know, but I think this is great. I think what they're doing is spot on, and it feels like Star Trek, you know, Golden Age of Star Trek in you know Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. That generate yeah. that section of ten, twelve years or whatever the heck it was. 
14 years, whatever it turned out to be, um, where it was just amazing. Like well, also and, like the time period because I watched those two episodes of Deep Space Nine where um they go back to what is it the basically the exact same time period of uh, that Picard is in now. Yes. Uh, we don't know what's the is it twenty so in season twenty twenty four that year too. And so in season now, three, yeah, yeah you got to explain this first. I so in a season explain in the season, connection, and this is why I think there's a weird connection. Now it could just be coincidence, Again, and they're doing cities. it as a nod. But but the idea is there's a great episode in the third season of Deep Space Nine. Two episodes. Two episodes. It's a two episode arc where they go back to Earth for something, and yada yada yada. Cisco, Bashir, and Dax end up traveling back in time to san francisco in 2024 and this again this show came out it would have been about 1995 96 yeah. when this episode aired and they're in this kind of futuristic los angeles which is basically excuse me san, san francisco Fr now but uh what the government's basically done is they're taking homeless people and people that don't have jobs and people that they don't know what to do with, with mental illness no and they ID. put them in these yeah. no id or so illegal immigrants obviously and they're putting them in an area of San Francisco that's been cordoned off and it's called sanctuary districts. And every major city in the United States has sanctuary Multiple districts. Sanctuary districts yeah. And um, they're based, which is weird because it is a weird coincidence that we have sanctuary cities. Uh, I don't want to get political with it, but it is just a weird common tie in. Um, and what happens when Cisco gets there because he's a student of history, which only seems to be established in these episodes, is that um, he recognizes that he's there in early September. 2024, which is when the Bell Riots happened. And the Bell Riots are like a watershed moment, as he describes it in They're human history. When the United States government realizes they have to do something for the plight of the homeless and the and the they have to do something. They have to do something. Mm -hmm. And it only happens because the government goes in and slaughters a ton of civilians in the sanctuary district. Mm -hmm. um, but it's but it's led by this guy, Gabriel Bell. The the riot before that. The riot. Yeah. And in that story arc Cisco and Bashir trying not to get involved, but through like stupid circumstances, Gabriel Bell gets killed and Cisco has to become Gabe Bell. And you watched the two episodes yesterday and they're they stand really up good. today. Because right. There's so much about they it. could it's, be at, they could be on any show today. Yeah. It'll be just as good because it's just this. It's a dystopian like reality that's like only just so far off our own. It's dystopian in such a like a weird, like creepy, like uncomfortable way, but it's not that far off like it's something you could actually see happening, yeah. unfortunately. Um and go to, to San mention, Francisco like, today and look to at mention, the plight of the people. Not in to that mention city. like luckily actually it's a testament to us that we haven't done this like as a people, but like uh uh but just like a lot of like the just see a lot of the problems that like seem to be going on and like that time like with like some of the characters we you meet where it's like a lot of people just giving up right a lot of there's like a obviously some like xenophobia or just racism in Definitely general for sure that's your yeah. that's very clear throughout right. like the episode well it's not like the main thing but it's there but i was I mean, even like the homelessness crisis in a lot of in like california which is i'm not gonna get political on that but i have my own day. right but I mean, they're they're shadowing in ninety four, ninety six. They were shadowing quite well. Yeah, they the predicted writers... quite on the money to like what issues were going to be. That's what I'm trying to say. I guess right. they predicted like kind of on the money what issues were going to kind of be at the forethought. I did like, some research on the episode and why that episode was written, and mm -hmm. there were things that 
the writers were concerned about at the time yeah. that they were afraid the way the government would address it mm-hmm. and they they're they and were, they were kinda, right they weren't they, they they took it to an extreme mm-hmm. um but the concept is is that so cisco has to like save the people that have been taken hostages and and get everybody to kind of work together so that they actually accomplish something and then through acts through the accident what's happened is because it becomes gabriel bell with in historical artifacts captain commander cisco still at this point he is pictured <laughs> up in the in the federation database as gabriel bell and they even make jokes about that in a future episode with nog yeah. um but that's a really really important important episode and not that they were even like the i would say like this is super perfect, edgy it's the perfect counter like society to star trek society which is like whatever you whatever want to believe it or not is utopian socialism um it, that's what star trek society essentially is. yes uh it's like the perfect like earth at that point it's gone, it's gone through a ton of shit but like yes. after all that shit you you they achieved like utopian socialism on earth right with, like one universal u- right. united planet with like that kind of solved most of its issues right um and then you have to put those people who live in that society this very tolerable um society where like everyone's taken care of like the poor the homeless like everyone mental illness, like mental illness like, mostly it, been solved right. like we can solve every issue just about everything and even yes. like bashir was a doctor is the is a great example of like a, a doctor from a utopian socialist right. earth like having to go back to to now and right. just being horrified by conditions that aren't just too far conditions and, and, from our actual and lives a, and he has a great like, line where he says like even in these times these people could be helped yeah he says they just don't want to do it they, and he goes yep. and people have given up and and you see the, the the actors that are playing all the secondary characters in the episode do represent all the different viewpoints. No, they have a of representation society. of like everyone. Like it's it's not just the, like here's the evil the guy. Government it's not here's the evil government up. guys, and right. all the guys in the city right. are all the guys in the sanctuary are all just poor people. It's like no, one of the most prevalent like sanctuary residents we meet, who's the guy who like basically starts the BK. the hostage situation. Yeah. Uh, what's the name? BK. BK is a racist, for instance, yeah. and he calls like, Picard, constantly calls Picard boy <laughs> to his face. And yeah. you see Picard's, New boy. Or not but Picard. he says oh, not boy. Picard, Cisco. Cisco. He calls Cisco and, boy and this, to his this face. Is talk- and you see his yeah. reaction, and he, and he doesn't respond And I'm going to throw much, in this real but... quick. I will tell you this, and I'll fight anybody to the death for this. I'll do it in the arena against the Gorn, and I will tell you that Captain Cisco is the best captain out of the whole, out, even Picard, because Cisco is the doubt and he had to yeah. do it and he had, Picard are the two best it's, without a doubt I mean even Shatner's a character so it's just too I mean, too, yeah. it's, too, it's too I mean and I love Captain Kirk I grew up watching Captain Kirk but when it comes right down to it like, the why Captain series. Cisco is the best is because he did all of this he does it with that Kirk bravado he wants peace like picard and he's also taking care he's of not willing, but, he's, and he, but he's doing it and he's got a son at home too and he's a dad too so like for me like i just and i think that when you throw in the fact that avery brooks is just an amazing actor one of the best actors of our time totally underrated mm-hmm. and 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 he and he and he does it all from this inner core value yeah. of um of being a black man in America. You said like that the Cisco wasn't written as No, black... Peter Capaldi was supposed yeah, exactly. to be was going to be one like, of the Captain choices. Cisco wasn't yes. listed as that. So every little like race tie-in or thing that which is abundant throughout um Oh, Deep Space Nine, Deep throughout Space Nine yes. and like part, even like in the in that deep future like it's still yes. there. Um uh, like, like, like that wouldn't have been there's, there without, a, without a, the, the specifically having Avery Brooks. Like there's, a black a, man there's an episode that takes place in Deep Space Nine where they do the holodeck thing in the 1960s, mm-hmm. and Cisco refuses to help the the holodeck character. Because he said black people in that time frame weren't even allowed into these casinos unless they worked there, or maybe they were a performer. Yeah. And um, 
<clears throat> so so Avery Brooks, and he directs probably one of the best Star Trek episode called Into the Stars, mm-hmm. um, which is a, of another uh, um, time travel. I want it's not really time travel, but it's you know alternative universe yeah. episode, and and they all come from his push as a great African-American actor to tell stories mm-hmm. in sci-fi. They can only be told in sci-fi. And and that's why I think it's so good. And I, I'm glad that Picard, and we've mm-hmm. gone so far um, into this, uh, but Picard, the writers of Picard season two, the closest, like. have decided to put Picard back in time in a sanctuary city in LA, Los Angeles, not San Francisco. Which, which I said, LA is like the that is the place. Like that is like well, where so much social yeah. upheaval yeah. and so much like has been there's, pushed there's, forward. I mean, and, 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 think like, of the riots that have already have happened yeah, exactly. over time in, so, in in Los Angeles. And also, you know? where there's a specific line because right. um, uh, there's a specific line in you caught uh, this when you're watching. I was it watching Deep Space, and not, I was yeah. watching these two episodes like for the first time uh, yesterday. And in the line, there's, like, the, the stereotypical, like, hostage negotiator for the government. Right. And she's on the phone with the governor at one point, and she says, yes, sir, I am aware that there have been other um, incidents in other sanctuary districts. Right. And so, like, and they're in L.A. It's right. we It might be the exact same, like, days. We don't know yet. But uh, I think I think that. And you and Rios I talked about, about this. And Rios if, is if, about to end up in if, a sanctuary say, district. Right. At the end of the se- third episode, Rios and the doctor that he meets yeah, are going to end up – They're going to end up in – He's yeah. going to end up in jail, but because he does an IV, they're going to put him in a sanctuary district. I don't know if the doctor will end up there, too. Yeah. I don't think the doctor will end up there. He'll end up there. And I'm wondering if – I think we're going to get an overlap within the time frame of when Cisco is there for the Bell Riots. Mm-hmm. I think the Bell Riots happen first – and then it spreads through whatever mm-hmm. underground, you know, communication possible to um, the Los Angeles one. So whether they cause it or I think be- I think <clears throat> the idea is that the Bell riots will then will right. be the first one, and we're- then, which which, right, which still uh, right. preserves like the importance of like right. Cisco's event and the, them being the right. Bell riots. But there's no reason the Bell riots then can't be once, especially once they get broken through on the news, which right. happens during um, at first like it's being suppressed right. by the being the, by the media and the government, like what's happening at, during the riot and the right. hostage situation. But eventually they are managed to get the the feed through, and so once that happens, then there's no reason why it can't spread to the other ones and in that's San why Francisco right. and to the other cities in California because it's like the it kind of right. seems to be like a state right type of thing. Well, the, the United States are still states, and yeah. I but there's but throughout the United States are supposed to be sanctuary districts. Yeah. So definitely think there's going to do an overlap um, with the Bell Rights. Now that's just a tiny little part of the of mm-hmm. what's going on in Picard too. And either I way, mean, it's an it's an acknowledgement of how brilliant those two episodes time period got yes. set up in Deep Space. Yeah, that, it's like, not a coincidence. Then we can set six episodes right. here, and that it's so. And right. we got the same thing again. We're like now we have these people who are. Um, and even you have, and it's very specific for each person. You have Picard and what's her name who haven't been even off, been off the ship, and we haven't even talked about the great stuff that happened on the ship that well, wasn't even taking place, like in the world of twenty twenty four. Right. So, because so, there's some really good, but and then, but you have also Seven of Nine, who in this reality doesn't have or Borg. She has no Borg implants, and people like her and are like talking to her normally. So even though they're in this hor- horrible like situation where like the like literally one of their friends has recently died, yep. um, because he got shot at the beginning of the ep- one of the episodes, and like they have to like succeed here to maybe get him back, just maybe. And the weird thing that's really cool what they've done here is they like so one of the nods. Obviously, one of the ways Star Trek is all about time travel. They've done mm-hmm. it a ton of times. And they even referenced that Captain Kirk has done it a bunch of times, and Captain Kirk did it by taking a ship at warp 
around through the gravitational pull of the sun, and that allows you to enter time travel. But to mm-hmm. do it, you got to have a supercomputer or Mr. Spock, mm-hmm. and they don't have that. Even as smart as that doctor is, um, she's not that. She's not a. She, that's not her expertise. But they have access to a Borg queen, and the Borg queen also seems to recognize the changes in times as well. Well, they have Q a bit of set a, it they up. have a bit of like a, a like a multiversal right. like kind of like hive mind. Right. Network and where they and can Q with has allowed themselves. all Picards because Picard Q says to Picard, "I'm not going to make you face this alone." So he basically allows all his crewmates to also recognize that they've been displaced in time. So it's not like Picard has to convince these people that yeah. they're that there's a different version of them, which is a thing that sometimes happens. That's not. Yeah, it was this. good that we kind of just yada yada past yeah, that. I was right, glad we didn't yeah, have to go through that because we really like these characters. We only have so many we episodes. We right. might as well get the best versions of them. Right. So they. So they have to do that and it's interesting that they have to kind of ally themselves yeah. also with, we haven't watched them enough like by the time you usually in star trek by the time we see like evil versions of the character whether it's like the mirror universe or like a changed history depending on what it is we've seen these characters for like four three or four years and we've seen like their actual like right, that's characters. True. there's no point of doing it after characters we've seen for like a season right that's or good like point. for like six or yeah. seven episodes but i mean um so so they're they're so obviously they're they're in the process of by by season, episode three they're they're trying to get they have to get back to Earth they 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 do a great thing with the time travel before they get there though they they kind of yeah. have to the future is so dark we haven't you didn't even talk about how dark yeah, I mean the go ahead is. you talk about All right, it for like for instance like there's when we at Picard's like winery or whatever it is like his chateau or whatever. Like, in his, like, office, which is, like, his, it's very different. Now, instead of just being, like, a nice little, like, office, it's, like, as all these just, like, skulls of, like, all these, like, different alien races. Because Picard in this universe became, like, Earth's, like, greatest, conqueror. like, conqueror. Like, almost a conquistador. Right. Like-esque figure. And, like, it's called the Confederacy, which is a little on the nose. But they have slaves. Like, they just enslave all well, the, the alien Romulans races. the Romulans are his It's slaves. actually kind of like my, like, horrible theory of humanity now, where I think the second we find alien races, we'll do our best to enslave them. Well. But but, Unless they're stronger than us. Yeah, exactly. But us. so, um, it, yeah. So like, like Gold Ducat from Deep Space Nine yeah, like is there. Actual named General Martuk is seen, there. Yeah. Um, the Ferengi skull is there. Is clearly Grand Nagus Neck, mm-hmm. Zek, which is from Deep Space Nine yeah. as well. Um, they they do reference. This is a Fox funny Father. one. Okay, well, this I got to fix this because people were all over my social pages and people got mad at me that I said it's not Spock. Well, so they say that he murdered Sarek on the steps of the Vulcan Science Academy in front of his wife and son. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, my God, Spock was there. But no. Spock couldn't be there because Spock's half human. So yeah. Sarek's wife cannot be no, Amanda because there's no way that she he'd be married to a human. So that's, he was only that's, human because he was an ambassador, right? Y- yes, he, he met the, her through. They wouldn't have a human ambassador would, if they were conquering of course. them. So like, there's no way that Amanda is is, you know, that Spock's mother. No, I'm with you on this. So there's no way that that's Spock. It's not. It's a different it might reality. Be named Spock, but it's it could not be like, named Spock. Maybe, maybe he really liked the name Spock, but it's a yeah. guy who's like. Maybe but he's, clearly, maybe he's his Spock child is some, not is yeah. not health is not unless they unless for some unreason like. I, I don't know what unless they had some crazy science like crazy story like alternative storyline that happens. I guess they could do that. No, this, but this the odds a, of him this being a reality Spock, where Starfleet right. started off with pure intentions there was, and went evil. No, Starfleet yeah. was always evil in this reality because of whatever right. social issue. Because basically, what's going to happen is he changed whatever some social thing. Right, is what happens. Some social upheaval is what got taken away. Which from Which sounds like the Bell Riots. 
with, right. with whatever version of the Mel riots happened in L.A., which maybe we're going to find out there's another significant, like, just as significant, like, right. like riots thing that's going on just at the same time. Right. But whatever change is going to be. And then obviously we also have a Watcher character. That there's seemed, a Watcher there's character. There's an alien character on Earth in 2024. And the other thing that, that we know that's find. the other thing that we know that's coming too is we know that Brent Spiner is uh, who plays the actor who plays Data is in the show. He is not playing Data. Where everyone's assuming that he's some kind of distant relative of Data's creator because uh, obviously he looks like that guy. Um, otherwise, it'd be silly to use Brent Spiner. Um, so I feel like there's going to be something we just don't know yet. And mm. it's too early to tell, but no, I mean, I think the way they kind of reconstruct, um, what the confederation is and this like weird shield system that they have mm-hmm. at all over. And they did make, they make, what's cool about the way they did it. They make references when they go back to 2024 and, and, you know, and, Seven and nine looks at at the the wildfires in Los Angeles. He said they're already it's already started, and yeah. um, again letting our you know destroying your own planet from within. And it's um, and then Q even makes references like the way they keep the planet on life support using technology instead of fixing. And, you, and what I'm they sure do. there's people that are like I'm sure there's certain, but it's people, not over the top like when we talk no, about Doctor Who. And I'm sure Who. there are people that are like groaning at that. Yeah. Or like, but it's, it, and like it's, like people that are like, oh, it's political. It's like it's no, not, it's but, like you're watching Star Trek. You're watch like these yes. are people that live in a utopian like basically socialist society that like are now being experienced through something that is the exact like kind of the antithesis of that in a way like right. Like, like so, so like, for that's example, what with. Like, like in if, for example, like they don't have, and they've seen the mistakes. The Earth's already died once, right. like, like at this point. Well, you're exactly right. Like in the Star Trek universe, even Roddenberry, who is the total optimist about the Earth's future, has a World War Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has eugenics even, wars, which he I has, which I actually wouldn't know about that. And yeah. I've always was a. It was a thing um, until like maybe in the last year I didn't know about right. the, like the eugenics wars and like all that. Uh, like all people, like even like the like the more kind of like the apocalypse, which kind of happened right. on Earth, uh, but like nuclear fallout and like the destruction of the environment and stuff. Like I wasn't at, wasn't as uh, aware of that kind of stuff because I always thought Star Trek just kind of was a humanity that evolved. There's that a world naturally. war. There's a but world I, war three least, in like, Star Trek. But at least you know? like Roddenberry had the with the foresight because I've always like thought that Star Trek was a little bit uh like high in the sky. Like if that makes right. sense, like a bit like too like utopian if right. that made sense at least what earth is right. at but it makes me feel better like about like the lore of the story that like that there needed to be something like that in within roddenberry's mind that like there was like a, a an event that brought earth to like its lowest before well, then it could rise to like that so type of society even in star trek like in the original series they had this guy named colonel green and mm-hmm. colonel green was this guy from earth who after world war three or during world war three and basically, he's a militia leader that killed everybody during negotiations. Like, mm. he'd show up to negotiate with him, he'd kill you. So Colonel Green, Captain Kirk meets Colonel Green. So he's this really, really dark, uh, terrible, like, you know, militia leader that, that's, that's, that's referenced several times in, in, um, in Star Trek. Again, that Star Trek took a while to get to um, the utopian. Again, it really starts, Earth starts to change in Star Trek. When they do um, with first contact, sorry, you're right. Yeah. So it, with first contact, uh, which is the movie where Picard goes back in time to stop the Borg from changing history, so he's already kind of done this before, uh, and basically he has to, he has to, you know, basically make them still do the warp ship, and then the Vulcans see the warp ship, and that's when the Vulcans come to Earth. That's when it starts to change. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. Like, so 
in general, it, it, just talk about your general impressions about like the characters and some stuff of the stuff that you really Actually, like about to be it. Fair, so we're saying that. Hmm. So I guess that Balkan event never happens in like the no. So somehow they like kind of avoid the the eugenics wars and like the all the different World War Threes that happen. Right. Probably mainly because uh, everyone's like a bit more on the darker side of things. Right. So like the the, the lighter side, which obviously. Because obviously in war, like, not that war has always has a lighter and a darker side. Right. But, like, in, like, I would say for World War Two, there kind of was. <laughs> True. So, so, like, I would assume, like, there was, like, maybe a society in World War Three that would bring it to us. Like, the I assume whatever victors of World War Three there were, if there were even any. There really wasn't. Earth was devastated so by nuclear like, bombs. Both sides devastated, which yeah. makes more sense for yeah. World War Three anyway. And and like that's why when they travel in in first contact, when they so I'm, assuming, I'm assuming in that World War Three, one one of whichever side would evolve into the Confederacy of was the victor well, in here's, that society here's, and didn't have to be helped by the Balkans. It's possible, right? Like, that's what I'm assuming. Right. Or when the Vulcans came, mm-hmm. um, they just killed them. And then, like, which has been alluded to in Enterprise, mm. like they 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 did kind of an alternate universe That's of the Mirrorverse. The Mirrorverse when they when the Vulcans show up they and they kill the Vulcans. they killed the like they mm-hmm. did a thing where they took footage from the movie, and um, then they re-edited it so that so like wild. the humans basically go into the ship and just kill the Vulcans and steal the ship. And um, that's the altern- That's an alternative yeah. universe. But, I mean, like, my point would be is that um, obviously the humans in the future do not like aliens because what are they – what's the quote? Like, a strong universe is a human universe or yeah, something? A safe universe is a human universe. And I just like that the, 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 this alternative reality that Q has started – um, Picard is the is the worst of the entire of, of the, yes, like, and like you even uh, Patrick Stewart does a great job. Like he's horrified, uh, just like, horrified by this, and even the fact that one of his slaves is clearly an android, which is based on data. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he like and like they have like this little romance thing with Picard, like at the first episode, and then he learns like that he killed that he like, killed that, her and her husband. Reality, he killed yeah. her and her her dead husband, her, her husband, like, and and her husband died already in the first in the, season in the, rea- in the real. It, but he in this this season he executes them and um it's just and even their their phasers aren't phasers there's no stunts they're they're disruptors they just they just you turn immediately into like you just explode and the end or even like what happened to the the romulan character right uh, i forget his name yeah like where like it was just like this super like like gross and like like because even like even like the phaser represents like star trek's like uh like the, where we don't have to as, kill you. Where they are as a society, right. we it's can a phaser, like it's a stun you. weapon, and then you if, can turn it, it up to kill. It lethal, it's just right. like you get hit and you're dead. You don't suffer. Like you just kind of get shot and you're like your heart stops and you're like you're on the ground. Right, right, like, yeah. Normally you don't like get, get like this big burn mark. Yeah. And normally like, you're oh, not. Like, normally you're not like your body isn't yeah. disintegrated yeah, by the, a phaser. Like, when, when what's his name got like shot, for instance, though, with like their version of the phaser, it's like this like big like. Open wound that like, wounds like that you can't that you can't treat like a gunshot essentially yes. like and that there are like so when there's a, weapons like when they in the in Deep Space Nine one of the cool yeah. things they did with the with the Jem'Hadar soldiers which are genetically mm-hmm. your soldiers just to fight for the Dominion they don't they have no free yeah. will they have a very short lifespan and then they just fight and they're these terrible awful creatures and in the their weapons but they're also slaves so they're slaves like, too so it's like the, everybody again, in the, the moral, Dominion everybody again, in the Dominion is slaves except again, for the founders Deep Space did says so much like a moral yeah. like because either they're the most like brutal like characters but they're also just like and their weapons and their weapons yeah. um like you can't stop the bleeding 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's anticoagulant. Yeah. In, so theoretically, that weapon that seemed like it like hit Elnor, it almost. almost feels like what got him was something that had almost that kind of tech that you couldn't stop it. Like mm-hmm. it's going to, if you get shot with that thing, you're not. You're not. You're gonna die, and yeah. you're gonna die painfully over a period of time instead mm-hmm. of just like dying quickly. Like you said, even the more civilized Star Trek weapons tend to have a setting where it just kind of kills you, but you don't. Your you know, body does. You don't suffer and die by yeah. by a phaser. Like, like it's quick. Yeah, it's always quick. Yeah. Like it's nothing like. It's, or it's just the sunset. The level of the right. society. Like whereas right. like this society just disintegrates you or does this. Yeah. And it's like more similar to like a classic gun almost. Yeah. Like, yeah, but your entire body doesn't explode yeah. when you get shot. By, well, but I mean, uh, like, when the, when the, when the, like, I know what you mean. I'm two kidding. Guys got, I'm, like, yeah, right. Obliterated, which that's not a gun. I, I think <laughs> the vision that they're setting up in this alternative, you know, this alternative reality that Q has created is yeah. amazing. It's very well done. Mm-hmm. But somehow they're keeping the character, the, the humanity and the funness yeah. of the characters, like Rios when he's in the yeah, clinic, they're not, they're not and he's just dark. really good. Like mm-hmm. Cristobal Rios is just a great character. He's a kind of a mix of yeah. like a Kirk and a Riker, and a you know, like he's kind of that fun kind of the second Bork, in command. Nobody, nobody's bad. The Borg Queen's sick, and there's some scenes where she's like, and she's just like a she's torso just an upper torso, yeah. And like so, like you have she's like, like crawling. Yeah, so you have like that Forrest <laughs> Gump ass stuff when he would like Lieutenant Dan once he has no legs, where it's like. Walk. We have to like edit out oh, that yeah. part out, and she's just like hanging. Yeah. it's like wild. And they and do. What's her name Talk about the scene where they okay. take the doctor. So, yeah, basically, because you were really, really impressed with that okay, scene. So, and there's this one scene where the board queen got them to the past, or yes. whatever. But she kind of like breaks herself, and like she's kind of in this like low power mode almost. It seems like sure. that she's kind of like preserving energy and like trying to repair herself. Right. But she's a bit like she's in she's in rough shape. And they kind of got to go in and get her, so because she has like the information of like maybe the coordinates to where like uh, this watcher is that they only know about because of her, and even the exact date of when time gets yeah. changed. And they just might need her in general. Like, yeah, well, they need her to get back. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, to, and they actually have to like they kind of sack. Not that uh, we don't know if he would have survived if they didn't, but uh, like the the, the Romulan kind of gets sacrificed because they have to keep the the Borg Queen alive, who and she was like diverting a lot of the energy that could have been used in like the Med Bay to like kind of keep herself alive. Right. So there's a bit of like uh, tension around that as well. But uh, basically, what's the doctor's name? I, I'm bad with the names. I, I can't think of her name offhand. But again, the doctor they have who's kind of like a bit socially awkward, but she's like very, very, very. She's such a good character. Um, she's really good. Like, like is she kind of a, like is the combination of you said of she's uh, Agnes, a lot Doctor of, like, Agnes, Agnes Girardi, yes. Girardi, and she has to like go into and she goes into the Borg Queen, like she like plugs herself in basically, which basically like starts to to assimilate her. Right. In a sense, like like which is what the Borg do, just kind of by default, I would right. imagine. Right. And, like, but first, Picard's like, no, no, I'm not going to let you do that. And Picard's like, I can't do it because, like, I'd be assimilated, like, immediately because right. I've already been, Because like, he's already been assimilated. I've already been a Borg before. Right. So, but, uh, and but I, yeah, so they have to, like. she has to go in and, like, explore. And they're kind of, like, exploring each other's minds in a way. Like, right. where they're, where she feels like the Borg Queen poking around, like, in her brain, essentially. And opening doors and looking into memories and different emotions. And basically, Picard is left there with her subconscious so her subconscious is just like talking to picard with no filter essentially right and she's like i wish picard was my father (laughs) it starts out very funny and light and then it slowly goes to like the board queen finds like emotions and firstly like and just trying to find like a and just trying to find like a way to like maybe like break her down quicker i think is what the the concept is sure 
And uh, so, like, you see, like, the Borg find anger first, and then she gets, like, really, really mad at Picard, and, like, and you can see, like, it really affects Picard a little bit, because it's very, like, very, very, like, on-the-nose personal to the situation right. they're in. Uh, and just, like, I don't know, it's just very, very harsh things to Then they find, like, sadness, I think it is, and, like, it basically goes into, like, uh, like, she basically goes into, like, previous Agnes's like like loneliness and like depression and like potentially like even like sort of suicidal thoughts that she's like potentially had in the past right and it's like very very dark like it's very like on the nose yeah it's like not on the nose that's not the right way to say it but uh it's just very very like well done with that like, oh yeah the Borg found such like a human like vulnerability and I and love that Agnes kinds of they do but a then great they get her out and yeah. Agnes actually succeeds and like and not only and succeeds with her, her like, like very well too like, yeah you figure, like brings her back to like full steam and also manages to like is smart enough steals the information steal the while she's in there need, and like it doesn't the, even find out what it is she takes it from yeah, her super impressive so scene, so like, the board queen doesn't even know it like she, she's like and then and the, she, she says she you did something incredibly scary she's like you have impressed me which is not a, great. which is not a compliment no which is like i want to assimilate you bitch assimilate like i want it because i want what you can do mm-hmm. like i want your strength and which remember, I think was a, what's I think that's the tricky respect. part for this Borg Queen right now mm-hmm. is the Borg Queen cannot deal with the fact that she's got no other voices in her head. Like, if you're used to having, think of, if you were used to being around people your entire life and then you were left on an island and then you had to survive in that solitude yeah. or solitary this confinement in jail or whatever it is. Yeah, like, this Confederacy beat the Borg because they had her captive. Yes. Like, they, yeah. they obliterated the rest of the Borg. Yeah, seemingly. they beat everybody because they, and it seems like they take the technology and but stuff also she from seemingly the people is, they um, defeat. She seems to be ultra aware as well of, she's also aware because like, like Q, right? Right. Didn't Q also make her aware as well? I'm assuming that or is it I'm assuming my assumption is that she is she picked up on what my assumption did. is that she is not the queen from that reality. Mm. I think that queen has been displaced by the queen that we see in the other in mm. the original part of it, the one that has the black veil yeah, and all that on. Yeah. I think it's and that those two queens are mixed. Mm. As opposed to Picard just being Picard in that guy's body, I so see, to speak, yeah. that version. So they kind of put like that. I feel like because sense. of the Borg complexity. Mm-hmm. Now there's yeah, two. That, it, that, yes. That, that, either way, it's not as complex as like the other ones. who it's, just woke up in their, their right. Their and you gotta history, have it. And you gotta have it dramatic. Like, like we and and we don't know for sure. And she's really freaking out when they first right. bring her up, and she's like, "Is no." Let's go. To, I want to talk on. about like, Q for a few oh, yeah, seconds Q, because yeah. first of all, John Delance is just incredible, yeah, really and I'm not a big Q fan. I feel mm-hmm. like they took a very cool character, in Next Generation, and had some fun with it in a few episodes. There's a great episode where Q makes Picard um, try to have a girlfriend, basically by ma- putting him back and making him Robin Hood, and then he's supposed to, you know, save Maiden Marion and all that stuff. And 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 Worf gets turned into one of the you know merry men, and his and it's one of, it's a great meme. And Worf is wearing the stupid ass costume from yeah. like every Robin Hood yeah. movie ever. And he's like, Captain, I protest. I am not a merry man. <laughs> and they do a lot of fun episodes yeah. with with even a couple times where where Q wakes up in bed with Picard. Like he, Picard wakes <laughs> up and Q's like, Hello, every time, get up, Q, get out of my bed. Like <laughs> and it's like a bed. lot of like yeah. there's a lot of fun stuff. Then what they did, which is really annoying. Is in the Voyager series, Q (laughs) Q almost becomes a sidekick to Janeway. And he's almost not scary anymore. And even in Voyager, they kind of made the the, the Borg less intimidating um, after being like the scariest bad guy ever in Star Trek. And um, 
I think going back to um, going back to this really scary ass version of Q that's not not fun, and I think even yeah. making him a little bit different, like like Picard seems to suspect there's something going on with the continuum, yeah. like whether they're sick or something's wrong with them. Um, I'm watching the bed clip. <laughs> I'm watching the oh, bed. The... <laughs> And and, and again, <laughs> it's 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 very well done. And even there's even a funny Q. There, Q only appeared on Deep Space Nine once. Yeah. And he and he's messing with with Cisco, and he goes, "Oh, you want to fight?" And so Cisco Cisco punches him. Yeah. Just literally punches him in the face and knocks him down because Q was trying to box him. Yeah. And Cisco just punches him, and Q falls down. He's like, "You hit me." Picard never hit me, and he goes, "I'm not Picard." <laughs> and and he's like, "Good, that'll be easier for me to rile you up." But they realized they, they, they realized they didn't need Q yeah. to save Deep Space Nine. No. Where Voyager needed, mm-hmm. needed characters Q. to yeah. keep that show going. Oh, let's have twenty-seven episodes with well, the board. Bit of sense because he could just pop in. Like that made like well, I see why Q ended up on that show. So and much. and you got to remember too, in the original Next Generation, on Next Generation, the only reason the Borg become aware of Earth is because Q sends the Enterprise D, Picard's Enterprise, to the Delta Quadrant. To make them deal with the Borg, and then he sends them back when when Picard recognizes that he he's not equipped to fight these people, mm-hmm. the Borg, and well, he, he sends like... them back. But because of that, mm-hmm. the Borg now are aware of Earth, and they want to assimilate the hell out of the Federation. So that's why the Borg leave the Delta Quadrant to come to the Alpha Quadrant mm-hmm. because of Q. So a lot of the major plot lines in a lot of Star Trek come from Q just messing with humanity. Mm. Which is a lot of, like, the one character is really kind of pissed off at, you know, Rafi is super, super pissed off at, at, at Picard. Picard because she feels like he's to blame for Eleanor dying. So they, they, they you know, Sorry, and I think that they, Rafi, like, I think that they've taken, they, they don't, they're, they're not all getting along in this. No. Not like, it's not all feel good. And, you know, it shouldn't be. So they're exploring some cool stuff in Picard, and I'm glad you like it because I like it a lot. I think that it's like, um, some even like the classic like uh like little like on off like romance type things that happen in Star Trek a bit because like Rafi and uh Seven of Nine have a thing kind of. We don't know if Seven likes Rafi, if Rafi likes Seven, or if it's mm-hmm. mutual. Like we don't really seem to know. Um, I I think Seven and Nine like Picard. They're not really interested in relationships. But even yeah, but even like uh. Even like Rafi had like a really good relationship with like a with Eleanor, like with a Eleanor, child. Or like she yeah. was like almost like she was pers- like she was like his like mentor almost yes. in a way. And like she then she has to watch like Rafi watch deal him with die, Luz, and she can't help die him. too. Which we have freedom to talk yeah. about that, right? Like then uh, you have Rios, who's <laughs> Rios, just Rios is he's great. just such a great character. He, he's such even a good. The doctor and Rios have like even uh, Agnes and Rios have a little right. like like a flirtatious relationship. Right. So like there's just like there's yeah. very good like uh, yeah. No, Picard has a great relationship with each character as well, so that's like pretty well established and feels different from each yep. other as well. And but that but most importantly, like they do well with Picard has a lot of like respect, like even like, except from from Rafi who was very angry. Rafi was else, his. Like, I think Rafi was his executive officer before she mm-hmm. she got in trouble and had to leave Starfleet. Mm-hmm. But because of season one, she's able to get back in. She ends up being in charge of the academy or working. Yeah. She's so a high level person in the, in the academy, academy, and yeah. and Rio ends up with a ship and yeah. like their evolution. They're, they're, they're 
bring all the jobs. Some of it is a little too quick. It, it feels weird that Rios would get command of one of the newest well, ships in Starfleet. But Picard also do. is Picard, and they're going to listen to what he has to say. Mm-hmm. And and um, you know, and obviously Eleanor making it through the academy, the first Romulan to graduate from the academy, super, is yeah. it, it's funny because a lot of people, the Easter eggs that I noticed was there was Bajoran flags at the graduation, there was a Ferengi flag mm-hmm. on the thing because because Nog is one of everybody's favorite characters. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and the actor who played Nog just passed away a few yeah, years ago. So, you know, we're all very um, he's a character we would want to have seen would, would wanted to have seen again, mm-hmm. because I would love to see. I don't need to see O'Brien again. Like, there's a very good I don't chance. need to like, see. Nog could have showed up. What? Like the Nog was the, like if he was the guy who was still. Unfortunately, yeah. it didn't pass. Like, there's a decent chance that Nog would show up. And he'd be Captain like Nog by now. And Maybe, we, yeah. You know, like, so mm-hmm. there's a whole, you know, and again, we know and like, we know on Discovery that there's a, there's a Captain, there's a Nog ship. Yeah. There's a ship named after Nog, which is very, you know, obviously, I think that's half in honor of the character, but half in honor of the actor. Because mm-hmm. obviously, Aaron Eisberg was just a great young man who just had a lot of health concerns throughout mm-hmm. his life. And, but he's just, he took, he took a nothing character like a pickpocket and turned him into one of the best characters in deep space nine mm-hmm. with quality writing too, obviously, but the actor proved it. And he just became a, and, and they tackled, mm-hmm. you know, PTSD with his character. And, uh, which again, I just think that, you know, he loses a leg fighting the dominion and it's just so cool the way they, they did stuff. So I'm glad I, that's a character I wish that we could, Bring back obviously mm-hmm. we can't because you can't bring it back with a different actor. Because are we just getting a insulting. Captain Warf series? What at some point? Are they I, giving us Warf? I mean, if I was in charge, we'd have it by now. Why is there not one already? I don't know. That's what I want to know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I think if this one does well, if Picard continues to do well, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get a Captain Warf show or something that's are more we, traditional. Is there another season of Picard. I, Yes, there's one more season. So I think, yeah, so I think we get. I think we'll get. I think we'll like, get. Da-da. We're not going to get. I don't think we're going to get any. I don't think we're getting more next generation cameos in this season because they're no, back I in think, time. Yeah, I think, I think, that I doesn't think make sense anymore. I think we might get. I think we get. Um, I think we get Michael Dorn back in the next season. And I think, uh, to be fair, that 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 showcases some impressive restraint of them. If not to just try to pop the power on the nostalgia right. and right. like actually like they didn't. They, they did almost did too of much of it year. in the first yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Although it turned out to be well done the way they did it. Yeah, I, I, there was like, a few secondary characters that they killed off that they didn't need to, yeah. which I wish they would have kept around for future use. Um, but uh, more importantly, what the one that I I think like. If if I was running the Star Trek universe, I would say when you get towards the end of the Picard series, let's use that as a launching pad for a spinoff with the mm-hmm. Captain Worf show. That for some odd reason, Picard goes to get Worf, and Worf has to do something, and then because of that, Worf realizes he should re-enter the Federation. And I've told I have a cool, couple cool ideas how Cisco's unborn child, the yeah. Next Generation, could be you know end of this Space love Nine. The show is just like, like it's just eighty three year old or whatever, like yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart, and they're just letting him be like a star, like an action yeah. star. Well, like, he's you, Patrick Stewart, like, man. Damned, he's Sir Patrick Stewart, if, if, and like, he's gonna be back. It looks like in. Like everything Hollywood usually does, it's yeah. so good. But he, but like, and again, he's gonna he's gonna be back. We know, and looks like in, in the in the doctors. Like he said he's man. he said he's That's gonna so be. Good. He said he can't do more than three. He's like he's getting no, too old. About it, yeah. He said mm-hmm. he want he doesn't want to be hanging around. He also can't do fifty episodes a season and all that no, stuff. No, they do so, like a nice couple short. You know, thing. and this has been great. All right, so, so now that I've talked about how much we love Picard, I've got to just do two seconds on Discovery. How long are we in this? We are in, uh, we're, we're probably not going to get to the... Can Mr. I talk about Captain Marvel very quickly before you do this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Okay, go ahead. 
Sorry. Uh, Captain, the Captain Marvel trailer was it was all right. It was uh, not everyone's cup of tea. The first thirty seconds, my brother described as a uh, being like a Disney show. Yeah, but I don't. You're watching Disney. Yeah, I think people are getting it's getting a little too much. I actually haven't. I don't have a problem with it. that style of show though. If you take like a Disney style like, of show, I, up it up a little bit so yeah. it's not like you know Wizards of Waverly yeah. Place style. But if you take that concept of that demographic, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to open your and show also, to more the demographics? Whole, the whole point of this, that character is that is Miss Marvel is supposed to be a character that uh, grew up in like the shadow of like a world that already has like very established superheroes and is like kind of particularly obsessed with them, kind of like in like a like a fandom way. Like like how like girls that are that age will write like fan fictions about like Twilight or like Harry Potter and stuff like that. Right. Like she's supposed to, and she's like a gamer. She's supposed to be like a kind of geeky, like uh like overly like in her in her head, like kind of those kids that right. kind of like like to delve into like these different like I I like to do that in a sense. Like I like to delve into like the lore of like my, all the different things I like to watch. Um, not quite nearly as like heavily as like fan fiction or anything like that. But that's supposed to be what it is. It's supposed to be like a girl who's like idolizes superheroes in a way particularly captain marvel and then somehow gains her own powers and is able to like almost match them in a sense okay so they have changed uh mrs marvel's powers it's a bit to be more uh like uh captain marvel's actually are okay uh, we're in the comics it's more miss marvel's is an inhuman uh which we've got a little bit of in like agents of shield and then they did that horrible agent like inhuman show but inhumans are supposed to be made by like uh like Terrigen Mist or something, which is like you get exposed to like a certain element and then your whatever power you have gets kind of like awakened. And hers right. ends up being like she has like Mr. Fantastic like hands or like arms or like fists or something. I think it's fists actually. Like her fists can grow and be like super like right. like big. But it, it, it represents like more like the elastic effect. Uh, and I think they, they've just figured that uh, she's a little bit which I actually think was, like, a bit smart for the comics that she didn't have exactly, like, Miss Mar- Captain Marvel's powers. Like, right. she still, like, idolized her and had, like, a costume that was, like, very much inspired by Captain Marvel, but she didn't, like, exactly have her powers. Which, oh, yeah, uh, right, which, right. Which I think because, like, she's going to be in the Marvels, which is going to have, like, Captain Marvel, it's going to have, uh, uh, I, I'm blanking on her name, the daughter, uh, Rambo. Rambo, gonna, the Rambo's the, daughter. playing, like, right. Spectrum or Photon, right. one of the two. And then, and she obviously has a power... Uh, kind of power that also seems to visually look like Captain Marvel's kind of. So I think they've done the same thing with Miss Marvel, that they've made her fists are made of, like, energy this time instead of, like, just being, like, her fists expanding. And so, which makes a... I don't know if I like it or dislike it, but that's what they've done. Right. So, anyway, I think people will be a little bit disappointed, like the comic fans of the character, that I don't think she's going to be an Inhuman, but they're not going to touch the Inhumans, and you probably should have realized that i think that's they, they, makes... they burned that bridge unfortunately so yeah i think that's a good idea um i, I think they were the articles that i've read seem to, to most, you know, most of most to be honest it looks it looks like it'll be yeah, just it'll be another fine. great incarnation yeah, i don't of like the high school vibe as much but no, we've kind of seen I like that the, but like, here's the thing i like um shows in the mcu that like get to show like like an in, a deeply like entrenched different reality that's like lived with like superheroes for like 10 years and yeah. this is going to be like a kid who's lived with them like almost well, like, her entire life like the mc right. has been around long enough in that timeline where she would have lived with two superheroes would have been around her literally entire lifespan she's 16 the right. actor's actually 19 she looks really young right like she looks really young like even younger than 16 actually yeah she but, looks uh, like she's 15 or 16 yeah mm-hmm. so um 
uh, but, but and this is her first role as well. Like, and she and most importantly, like she looks like she can she can act, which is like yeah. which my was always like the biggest thing where it's like a debut person, and I didn't mind her in all the scenes she was in the was in this. So as long right. as like she was a because I I liked the idea that they found like an unknown and like yeah. her all of her culture is going to be very very on display. Yes. Um, as well, which is going to be really important. I, I think it's really cool what they're that they're keep again every property they do seems to be like. A little bit different than the last one, yeah. so there's a little something for everybody. And again, and I, they like, can... and I don't think they're going to treat her like religion, um, which is obviously like a big portion of the character. She's Muslim, um, uh, uh, like any differently. Than I just they think treat, it's like, going to be her family. Any way that they treat like yeah. the because like you Chen, see like you see like Shang Chi's family. No, not in... even that. Like no, not even that. Because like they not have like there's that this, no, there's a scene of them in like a mosque, for instance, right. and they're doing like mass or whatever. Right. whatever well, I'm not sure what they call it. Um, it's a mass, it's, I'm sure. Uh, but uh. But, like, I don't think they're going to treat it any differently than how, like, Daredevil treated his Christianity. Like, I think it's – if they just make it seamless like that, sure. then it'll be perfectly like, fine. And I think that's what yeah. they're going to do. And, like yeah. – and it just represents a different way of living that's, like, different from a lot of people's. But There's nothing wrong with – I mean, there's nothing, there's wrong, nothing with wrong with looking at how family values – that, like, a person with that culture I mean, can look up to all these other people. Lots of, of movies are, win Oscars mm-hmm. because they try to address these topics where you're looking at, like, the Elton John movie or you're looking at, uh, mm-hmm. you know, movies like that, like, you know, or, or the – uh, Freddie Mercury movie yeah. where you're dealing with like their their upbringings within their families mm-hmm. and then having to like you know who they are you know whether they're gay or you just don't you know like those types of things and mm-hmm. still trying to ban- you know repair those relationships yeah. with your family I mean I, I have no problems with that tell those stories and, and, and again do it from a teen's perspective like why which not why I don't think like which, a lot of people seem to think it's going to be like very childish which, which I, I, I got little vibes throughout the tra- also the tra- I like the I trailer predict- a lot I like the weekend soundtrack with it blind and lights I, is a great song I, so. I predict that it starts off feeling like that mm-hmm. a little bit and then it will change as it'll it'll mature as mm-hmm. she has to mature yeah that would be my prediction setting starting it off like that is fine because then it fits right into that mm-hmm. concept of what the character yeah. kind of is like in terms of her hero worship and yeah. stuff like that but again why wouldn't she want to be a superhero because exactly. if it was if you grew up watching um you know, or hearing about the events of your time, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? I mean, have, have every kid in the world wants. We to already be, saw it on. Every, most on kids Arrow. in the world want to be like a like, you know, like an actor right. or like a YouTuber or like right. a play a guy who plays a sport. Yeah, like that's what most kids exactly. want to be. So why if there was superheroes? I like, want to be you, like have a tie in the sky. I want to be a singer like, like Selena Gomez, or I want to be exactly, like, like, what, like right. If they, like there were there were superheroes, right. and there were like as many of them as there are now in the MCU, which, which ties like, into kids like have the, that dream, like which even, is, which, even even Kate Bishop. Like Kate Bishop in Hawkeye had the exact same yes. thing. Like, and a yeah. lot of these kids that we're being introduced to in the, which are because right. they're, they're forming the Young Avengers here, are gonna be like kids like that who yeah. have now grown up in like kind well, of like a world that, that has experienced yeah. well, them. And teen, experienced, teen Titans like, has got and, some of yeah. that too. I mean, and even in a world that's experienced you know, Endgame and like right. the, the blip in New York and yeah. like all these different events throughout that have been like kind of traumatic, I would imagine, to a lot of the populace. Well, it's, like, yeah, look at what people went through with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. I like when, how the how, that's one of the things I like about the. Disney Plus when MCU you, is that we've gotten to see a bit more of right. just like the society in general right. that we don't often get the chance to because the movies only have so right. much time to show us. Right. And honestly, it wouldn't be uh, interesting if they were constantly showing it to us. But it, since we have the time, like through Falcon Winter Soldier and Hawkeye and the shows like that, we've been able to see just like what Earth's whole society is right. kind of and the viewpoints and 
all that. Like we've it's it's been very interesting, right? The way they've the way they've I'm looking it. forward to it. I mean, I I I mean, it doesn't have to, not everything I watch has to be my favorite. No, exactly. And like, I I joke about this when like, I watch shows like Voyager or Discovery that aren't my favorite. I, yep. I still watch them because, like, I feel niche. like I like, owe it to them, and I feel like it's part of the, the complex fabric, and it's not going to hurt yeah. me to watch them. And if it's something I really can't stand, I won't watch. But in general— the the, They've expanded the fan base yeah. so much that they yeah. can just start providing, like, different niches within the fan base what they want. Yeah. Like, like that's what Moon Knight's going to be. Not everyone's going to love Moon Knight. That's what this is going to be. I don't think everyone's going to love Moon Knight. Uh, and What's I think weird everyone's going to love Captain uh, Miss Marvel. I think even, these two even, are like, such opposite yeah. types of shows, even, too. Um, like uh, what's it called? Uh, She-Hulk is apparently going to be more of like a sitcommy comedy, right? Like type of thing, which that won't be everyone's cup of tea either. No. Like, no. So like they're like this year is a bit more like all right. We yeah, can Moon Knight's going to take itself. I think it's going to be kind of very. It's going to have yeah. some he some schizophrenia. Like yeah. he's like like yeah. that's like. It's a, so we have to treat it with some level of They have to of, figure out how to do that without in, it making in, fun of schizophrenia. Exactly. I'm sure that they have, but I'm sure that they're thinking about how to do that. Taking the, guy the with humor like three of different it. personalities. Right, so. right. Cool. Um, all right, I got to talk about Discovery real quick to wrap this up. Oh, yeah, so, okay, so Discovery finished up their season, season four or whatever, and it's setting up now, their right? season. It's over now. And in, in general, I don't have a criticism of the series. What I can't stand, they stretched out this season to 13 episodes or whatever it was in something they could have done in about seven, maybe eight. And to do that, they have added way too many scenes where two characters sit and talk about their feelings. Every episode, they've even done it with secondary characters that I had no background in. Mm -hmm. They had like a, an ambassador have a scene with a different ambassador that I know nothing about. And they had like every episode just takes forever and they never they it took them forever to get to the action. Like an hour or two. And the episodes are long. So like yeah. maybe you should have done shorter episodes or maybe you should have just had a shorter season or had a couple one offs. I feel like a lot of shows try like what I call like the Game of Thrones, which is like that a trend of maybe in which is like I'm weird because I don't think Discovery's done this in the as nearly as heavily it's getting in the past. every season but a lot of shows have like to have these new scenes now which every are like but, season, but not good enough. Like you have to have like a level enough. of Every season, quality. we've gotten more and more of this, um, what your uncle called uh, uh, dishuggery yeah. instead of discovery because there's a lot of hugging. And there's and I don't mind the hugging, but it's just too much. It's, mm -hmm. it's too, too, too much. And, and, and the story itself that they did was incredibly well done. If yeah. they would have focused on the story and not had all the emotional ties and back and forth and back, some of the episodes are really good. But there's, it just takes too long to also, get to like, it. The acting's really good. I got no complaints with the acting. I don't have over complaints. A lot with of the shows writing. don't give you those scenes at all. It's it, too which, many which is, which of is, those again, scenes. But again, so it's and it's a level of like sometimes you have to like do subtler things along the way that show that these people are having thoughts or well, or, but, or or feelings that are but like. They have but then, and then suddenly you have to like break down, and then eventually you get that one scene. But that we still have regulars it. on the cast that I don't know anything about them. Mm -hmm. But you're having a scene between two ambassadors yeah. that we barely saw. Mm -hmm. Like we have like a we have this one character doing something which and talking about her feelings, why she did what she did for like an hour, not an hour, <sighs> but it was too much. And I'm like, oh my god, like how about that guy? How about the guy who's on the bridge crew? We haven't that guy. We haven't have a, we didn't have an episode with that guy yet. I don't even know anything about that character, and he's been on the show for four years. Yeah. So give me like give me some development for that guy. Like it, it just sometimes it's weird. So then they get through the season yeah. and. 
I this is this is not really a spoiler because it's all over the internet. Um, that um, at the end, the Federation. Uh, Earth has left the Federation 800 years into the future of Discovery. So sense. that, well, cause it, it, because of lots of stuff, it's too complicated. It's not worth talking about. Um, but because of what the, the Discovery crew does, saving the universe once again, they save Earth. Earth shows up and they rejoin the Federation. And we meet the president of the Federation. And it's state. President of Earth, right? President of Earth. Uh, president of Earth. And President of Earth decides to rejoin the Federation. No if, and, or buts because of what uh, Captain Burnham has done. I'm fine with that. And then the actress who appears as president of Earth is former Georgia uh, congresswoman. No, is she a congresswoman? She was a congresswoman, okay. and she ran for governor. She ran for governor. She's running for governor she again. She for governor again. And she's an incredibly important political activist in Georgia named Stacey Abrams. And I like Stacey Abrams an awful lot. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, "Oh my God, we yeah, did I this." Been, I said that too because I, I, because we I'll did saying, this. I let me, let me finish. That, and, but I'm going to apologize for that initial yeah. reaction because I went back and I read about Stacey Abrams wanting to be on Star Trek because she was inspired by Star Trek her whole life, mm-hmm. and I said, "Never mind," because I like the fact yeah. that Star Trek has. And this is why I'm, I'm an apolo- not, I don't have to apologize to anyone because I didn't complain to anyone except you. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did some more research on the topic, I realized that, and you think about this, that they've done this before. Star Trek has quite often had fans, mm-hmm. like the guy from Family Guy. What's his name? The creator of Family Guy. McFarlane. He's a huge Star Trek fan. That show that he does, uh, I forget his... Orville. Orville. He was on Enterprise. He played, he played an actor on – he had an episode of that. Okay. Um, lots of scientists have said they went to NASA be, to be um, – they went to college to become scientists because of watching Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Stephen Hawkins wanted to be uh, – was loved Star Trek, so he appears as Stephen Hawkins on Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Even Barack Obama wasn't on the show. Barack Obama has significantly talked about, like – being a huge Star Trek fan. Mm-hmm. Stacey Abrams is a huge Star Trek fan and she wanted to be she's been in other fan, yeah, the fan she's stuff, been yeah. she's been other fan stuff. So you know what? At first I thought it was like kind of a political move by Star Trek and then I re- I backed off on that when I realized that Stacey Abrams wanted this. Mm-hmm. And I like Stacey Abrams so to in the end I thought it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So at first I was kind of like I thought it was a little like too over your head with political activism. A lot of that Hollywood like elite type, and it, it's I, that it's that level of like because uh, I'm a, I'm yes. a, I don't really hide my political right. affiliation that right. much, but uh, I'm very to one side. But uh, I even I as the person who's very much to one side get right. a little bit uh, annoyed, actually very annoyed by Hollywood patting themselves on the back right. co- near constantly. And I thought and it I was understand that. why a number I thought it was of, that. and I understand why a large swath of our society that's on the other side of the right. aisle as me uh, or the political spectrum of me uh, gets so pissed off about <laughs> that. Again, the reaction is oftentimes because um, we, we too watch... much, but I can see why the, like the constant kind of like patting themselves on the back by Hollywood who, whose message does lean a certain way could get annoying. I can understand that, but especially in this context, when it's always, o- it's especially when it's always over the top, like bashing you over it, your head, like the like, doctor who meme that I made with the bat hitting the, like know, doctor who the last yeah. couple of years, three or four years, like, three years under, and they might as well have a graphic that yes. at the end of the episode. Like when I used to watch like the after school specials on TV, where, like when, she would say where like, they would actually have a graphic. Let me today's episode is about bullying. Episode. Yes. Me... They might as well have said that in some of those doctor. And, and, we're next the Discovery? end of the Dora the Explorer episode. What did we learn about today? <laughs> it's like, oh, we learned about bullying. 
The world's going to die? And discovery can be a little preachy. We're on Earth? Oh, my I, God. I'm not. I'm going to defend discovery this that time. Because I thought, and to be honest, Stacey Abrams was really good. Yeah, she was right. actually really good. Actually, she, she was so. really good. And 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 she carried herself off like she could be president of Earth. Not, I don't know if she could be president of Earth. <laughs> sure, dude. why not? I love my president of Earth. Hey, yeah. I, I think, I thought it was a fun thing, a fun nod to bring in yeah. someone that's a Star Trek fan. Because if, if someone thought that I was famous. All right, hurry. Yeah, I'm going to watch soccer. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. So, uh, hey, we uh, appreciate you for chiming in. Uh, How long is this episode? What? How long is this episode? I don't know. This episode's got to be 90 long minutes. Well. 90 minutes. 90 yeah. minutes. See, I figured we were like, all right, we got to wrap this So let's stuff. wrap it up. So you're doing me. You're playing me now. So you're yeah. rushing with usually, you. Yeah, usually you're rushing I have something I got to say. I got to No, no, don't. Stop rushing me. Don't. You're violent. Ah! With that... Now that I have to ground the child, what? can I ground you at twenty-two? You can't ground me. I, you never grounded me. You didn't ground me. No, and that's the problem. <laughs> I say to your mother, I should have beat you, I ever mom. You? I wanted to beat you, and mom said we couldn't beat the children, and this is how you turned out. I'd beat you anyway. I, well, not when you were three. Nope, I think or five or nope, eight. I, I probably could have taken you when you were nope. eight. Nope. Yeah, you thought. I, Shut up. I'm not debating <laughs> that on the podcast. <laughs> you are grounded. So we're Christianly back next week after his grounding is over. Uh, and no, but seriously, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Matt Johnson and the network and podcast precinct. Thanks to, uh, some of the other podcasts that have been supporting us. Please, please visit our network, BICBPradio.com and check out some of the other podcasts. We have a lot of hard work going on here in our network and uh, follow us on Twitter and just, uh, send us a message. We hope you like the show and we'll be back next week.